0: Hello and welcome to Welsh Music Prize Conversations, where each nominated band or artist from the 2021 shortlist will delve deep into a chat about their body of work. Croeso i bodlediad y Wobr Gerddoriaeth Gymraeg, lle mae artistad sydd webi eleni yn am ei albums. Mae'r 12th excurs yw clywed trwy AM, Spotify ne Apple Podcasts. All 12 conversations are available through the AM app, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to let us know what you think about these discussions across our social media too. bother at Welsh Music Prize. So here we go. Producer Cassine chats with Carwin Ellis about his nominated album with Rio 18. Dema Cassine of Brazil and out to Carwin Ellis amer album Carwin Ellis a Rio de Now Mass. It's so good to see you. It's been too long, Cassine.
1: Likewise man, how are things going there? Good, they've been busy this last little while. Um, I've just got back from Scotland. Um, So I'm not even quite sure how things are going generally, you know, the the current climate and whatnot, because I've been in the far north of Scotland for the last three or four weeks, uh, hidden away recording. So it's been really nice to be away from everything, but you know all about that too. How's things with you? Are, are
2: you back in Rio now? I, I like, in between things, I'm I living on the on the hills here, like what, what we call the Serra, which is like, I don't know, for, for New Yorkers, it will be the upstate. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, it's like a, an hour and a half from, from Rio. Okay. Uh, and it's up on the hills. The, the hills that you actually see from Rio, like the far one. Okay. Uh, it's on that hills, and it's beautiful there. Like, uh, it's full of rivers, waterfalls, nice and green. Like the next time you come, we, we should have some spare time to, to to spend there. I think you will love it. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would love uh, to do that.
1: You you sent me a, a little clip of you guys. I think it was you and Cosmo in a in a little um, like a waterfall it just looked like a just idyllic kind of vision of paradise looks beautiful
2: yeah it's it, it's it's a little bit like that like everywhere the uh, the place we are is surrounded by two rivers wow so we we kind of have like waterfalls little lakes or that's some there's some places they are like eight eight meter deep wow okay so it's, it's cooler then as well it's it's much cooler. It's like, uh, I think it's like 10 degree colder than Rio. Oh, perfect.
1: Right. That's where I'm moving
2: to then. <laughs> yeah. Eight degrees, something like that. Wow. It doesn't go below zero, but it's staying around like uh, 10 Celsius or 10, 15 Celsius, like maximum 20.
1: Okay. Oh, that's amazing. A nice mild climate just outside Rio.
2: Yeah. And so I've been doing things from there. I have a, I, I made like a little studio setup there. Yeah. And when I'm working by myself, I stay there. Mm-hmm. And, and I come into Rio, now i now in Rio, but when I come to Rio, uh, it's normally when I need to record with more people or do something that I can do by myself. Sure. And then I go back there for editing and mixing and go back to the, to the studio on the hills. Yeah. But it's been a good life, like no, it's funny that uh the, the life I have, it's already some kind of quarantine life. So I must say I did I didn't feel much <laughs> because I'm not really like a, a person that goes out much, you know, like studio dweller. Studio listening to music, nothing changed
1: much. No, <laughs> oh good for you. That's brilliant. Well, you I mean. Your circuit, that kind of that area, those few blocks in Botafogo, it's so easy to become accustomed to because it's just so perfect. You've got it all worked out. And it's so conducive to just making good music. You don't have to think about anything else. Just nice, nice cafes, nice walk, make music. Yeah,
2: everything is happening a block from here. Yeah. Like in, in these radios, you already have everything.
1: How is the atmosphere in Butterfall go now? Is it
2: good? Is it is it calming down? It's it's nice. It's like uh, the summer is. You you already can feel it coming. Sure. You know, like it's uh, the last week was like the. How do you call that when you have like the cold coming from the south, like the a cold a stream, front. a cold front. Yeah, uh, we had that, so it was kind of foggy and rainy mm-hmm. and then cold for real which is like 15 sure. degrees san francisco weather <laughs> yeah and then but now it's like today's it's like the kind of blue sky no clouds <sighs> and you already can feel like the summer coming you know
1: I think that's about the time that I've come over. Yeah, the time of year that I've been working with you each time has been around this time of year, like late November, early December. So it's a time of year I'm familiar with.
2: It's a yeah, it's a it's around it's around that. Yeah, uh, but things are going good. Everybody's like more or less the 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 same, you know. Like you, you met the music community here, so. Like I just did another record with Manuel, Marlon is around, Siqueira is around. The, the people you met, yeah, they all around and making music. And
1: so I guess we should talk about this record. Uh, let's do it, man. A little. It's
2: a wonderful record. Thank you. Um, it's it's uh, it's something that I, I've been listening a lot to that. Wow. Uh, and uh, I had the. Uh, it was funny because when you sent me the first link of the of the record mm. I was still like not coming back to real. sure you know like I was most of the time on the hills and and of the middle of the, the forest mm. and you know when when you have an album that kind of syncs with your surroundings sure yes. you know this feeling like uh, this album was perfectly to 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 my landscape you know wow <laughs> uh, yeah that's
1: that's unusual because it's it's a water record it's all about water to me in my mind
2: yeah and that that is full of water
1: yeah well, that's true of course because
2: you have like uh there's water coming from the ground uh-huh. we have like a, how do you call it? like the the a water a spring a water spring mm. yeah he is a uh, uh, olho d'água, which is like an, an eye of water. Wow, that's a good expression. It's very good. I love it. Yes, and we we have like uh, two two olho d'água's. Amazing. Uh, so it was funny because, like, I was every time and there, like, walking around in the nature. I have like this little boombox. And I, I was listening to, to a record in this kind of environment and it was like the perfect music for that landscape. And what, what was really astonishing to me is that even you sing in Welsh, the album sounds very tropical and warm. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant and that's magical you know like how you you manage to transcribe that into your music and the chords and everything it's it's mind-blowing man well very well done
1: (laughs) thanks pal i had some help
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah but i mean you you it's part of the songwriting and and I mean, you can feel it on the songwriting. There's, there's something arrangements don't do for you, you know? Mm.
1: Well, that's very uh, kind
2: of you. Thank you. And I think it's there on the songwriting already. So.
1: Well, that's good if I can make a mannequin. We
2: got a good help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the stars aligned. It's, it, it, it blows my mind, you see, to hear somebody else's perspective, especially somebody that I've made the record with the perspective of the record and how they see it and how they feel it and what con- context they hear it in it's it's always refreshing to see it from through somebody else's eyes and th- hear it through somebody else's ears because like you i, I you know I'm, I'm busy making new things so i tend not to look back very much and i tend not to listen to my own records so it the minute somebody starts talking to me it may, it reminds me that i made it you know, because I'm always living in the next one, let alone the one that I have out now or the last one. So it's lovely to hear how you interpret it and how, um, how you like it. You know, that's, that's, that's good to know as well from, from a peer. Um, my memories of it, if I, if I think about it, are just really, really fond. The two records that we made in Rio we did very fast. So the, the, when I look back at it, they're very kind of brief snapshots because it was quite intensive. It, working in Rio, I find to be incre- in, in one sense, incredibly laid back, but incredibly intense at the same time. It's like having a really strong cup of coffee with a nice friend. <laughs> so it, all of these things come, come flooding back when I see you, when I, I talk with you about music and all these moments. And thankfully I got photos from the time that we were in there because everything happened so fast and we'd spend maybe half a day on a song. If that, sometimes not even that, maybe two hours. We every, every understood what I'd written and we would play it. So it's nice to actually talk about it for a minute and celebrate the fact and it's nice for me to remember being in Rio because it's two years now since I was there, and I've never had an unpleasant time in Rio, especially working with you. It's all good times, so it's just lovely to remember all these good things and to look forward
2: to the next ones. It's uh, thanks for for the words, man. Uh, it's funny that uh, here. We, we have this joke that uh, the studio time in Rio is like two hours jokes. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is music. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, it's totally like that. Like the, the normally the musicians, they know how to play. Yeah. But uh, it's exactly what you're describing. And I, I feel the same as well. And I feel it's strange when I travel outside that I, I see the relation and when I say outside, I mean outside from Rio, not, I think if I travel to Sao Paulo, the day is different as well. Sure. But uh, it's a kind of phenomenon that I kind of acknowledge. You know, like uh, uh, I, when, I, when I travel outside of Rio, I feel things more like we should do it. You know, like from this time to time, like nobody talk until we have the perfect take. And I think that kind of feeling goes to the record. Yeah. You know, like uh, the fact that you have people having fun, it's a big part of any record. Indeed. It's, it's something that, that changes the, the quality of the sound. Yes. Th- you know, the fact that people are having fun together and celebrating music and celebrating the fact of they are together. Yeah. I think it's something that cannot be underestimated.
1: I think especially when you have players where everybody's very natural and musical, if you're having fun, I don't think you, certainly my experience is I don't find myself overthinking about music. I'm, I'm thinking about what we're going to have for dinner. I'm thinking about where we're going to go later. I'm thinking about the joke that I've just heard. I'm, think, you know, I'm thinking about all sorts of things. And so the musical process is far more natural and much less you know um contrivance, much less thought about things. It just happens naturally. So people's talent is imprinted in the music. I've never experienced, I mean I've I've had lots of fun recording in lots of places, Cassine. But you're right, there's something about Rio which is much more informal. And it does it's disarming because you could you could say that in one way it's undisciplined, but in the other way it's way more productive. And actually the, the recordings have way more energy than you would if you actually had a structure to the day. When I first came to, to record with you in, in Rio, when we did Joya, I had friends with me that had come from Wales. And they were sitting there, like the first half of the, the first day that we were in, you guys were just having a laugh. It was just jokes. It was Domenico, yourself, Andre just having a, a, a fun and, and, you know, fun with us too. My friends were just watching and thinking, are they, are they actually going to record anything? You know, because the first few hours, they're like, he's only here for five days. And like the first half of the day is gone. And they haven't done anything. All they're doing is drinking coffee and laughing. <laughs> but as soon as we started recording, it was bang, 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 bang. It didn't stop. know we got in and we just made recording after recording things were long i had way too much stuff when i went home after like maybe three and a half days worth of actual recording i had so much stuff that it took me a while to edit it to bring it down to concise arrangements because we had so much fun we just played we played and we played and it was lovely So it's a very unusual thing. And I've not seen it anywhere anywhere else. Not like that. Not where everybody's so open and with such delicious senses of humor. And there's so much good food around. There's good coffee. There's good booze. It's just, (laughs) everything's there, you know? And they've got lovely places to go out for a break. You know, you can go to the beach. You can go to the beautiful parks. It's a hell of a place to record,
2: Cassine. Yeah, I love it here, man. I must say I never moved because of that, you know? Yeah, why would
1: you? I mean, it would take a lot. I can imagine it would take a lot to um, take somebody out of the Rio environment, which is why when you see Brazilian musicians in the past making records when they were in exile, they weren't happy records. Yeah. You know, clearly.
2: You can feel feel that they, they they have like this kind of curtain
1: yeah, uh, there's a longing, they're trying to a melancholy, even though they're trying yeah. to make records and trying to be hip, they basically miss home.
2: Yeah, I can I can feel that too. It's funny that the, the, the exile records it's something that I never really got the taste on it, even the famous one like Transa from Caetano. Mm. Uh when I hear that, I kind of feel it, you know, like, and, and it's, it's not, uh, for me, it's not a comfortable listening. No, it isn't. Somehow, because I can, I can feel that vibe, you know. Yeah,
1: they're, um, they're kind of transplanted into another place. The only one of those Exile records that I like, just because it's so different and it's so, it's such a weirdly creative collaboration, I think, is... Chico Buaki. Yeah. With Ennio Morricone. With Ennio
2: Morricone. This is brilliant. That's
1: a spectacular record. That's as good as any other record he's made. It's, yeah. They picked only great songs and had only great arrangements and, and recorded it perfectly. That's a great, great record. But that's not... He didn't go, he didn't go to a cold, damp, dark country. <laughs> he didn't go to London. That was his secret. He went to Italy. So that was a big... You know, yeah, move.
2: I... I I like uh, I like Espresso Two Two Two. Oh, I don't know uh, that from from Gilberto Gil. Okay. This is one that I I I think it's brilliant. You should hear that it's and the lyrics are good and, and the lyrics have this thing they actually mention the Zion. Okay. But they are very sharp lyrics. They are very very good.
1: Okay, I'm writing that down now. Espresso 222 I'll tell you who I've been listening to um, like just recently uh, is Tuca and her ex Tuca's I, brilliant man her album the, the Dracula I Love You album is incredible so I'm only just discovering that because I've come to her the very far way around via Francoise Hardy because I'm a big fan of Francoise mm-hmm. Hardy and La Question and I was reading about that and then I realised oh hang on a minute there's a Brazilian behind these arrangements and this sound and, you know, a, a, a lot of the songs uh, and it's a really special record. And then, I mean, she didn't, she didn't do that many records, which, which is really sad. But if everything that she did was knockout.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a, a friend of mine, uh, Swiss David, mm-hmm. he, he found the original mixing of the record because the, this record was remixed in brazil and uh, this album was recorded in france yeah with with players from the band magma okay i didn't, I didn't know it was the magma band yeah the the magma is, wow. is like pa- part of the backing band on, on this one <laughs> uh, among other musicians but part of the backing band yeah and so they they have a mixing which was more like a magma record you know, like a <laughs> proggy, <laughs> a more a more proggy yeah. and psychic uh, mixing. So they came back to Brazil, and the the label thought it was not commercial enough to put it out. Okay, and and they remix it. So the mixing everybody knows is is this one you heard, but David is trying to put out the the the. The original mixing, which was even better. Wow, you know, it's incredible! Like he's trying to, he's making an effort to put it out. I hope it happens.
1: Oh, good luck to him. That's really exciting. I'd love to hear that. Yeah,
2: I really, I really hope it happens. Like we, we heard that on the studio. It's mind blowing. Oh man,
1: <laughs> that's really intriguing. Yeah, she's one of my favorites at the moment. I'm listening to her work with other people and. That album in particular, it's just it's wild, and you know, I'm a totally unique musician
2: in exile. Yeah, she she was really good.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess we should talk a little bit more about
2: mass about your record. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: it's which it's weird to think about, um, but I think the. It was interesting the second time around because I think the main difference between the second album and the first one is that Sean Lee came with me to Rio. So that gave it a different flavor, I think, because obviously drums are a big part of any kind of rock or pop record, but especially one that involves Brazilian music. And it was really interesting to see how well everybody took to Sean as they would, um, especially Siqueira and how well they worked as a team and how fast they were and how quickly they were they, they were trading ideas about what instruments to play and how good they were with each other when they were like, no, no, you're better at this. You should do this, you know, and taking it in terms of being very generous with each other. I loved to see the kind of... Um, the generosity between them and just the immediate friendship that came up between them. And Paulo Braga, when he came in, he and Sean hit it off straight away. They had so much fun just for the few hours that he was in. He was hilarious.
2: Paulo Braga is hilarious. It's, it's, and he's, he's one of the most recorded drummers in Brazil.
1: I think you should take, say for the listeners to this, some of the people that Paulo has worked with
2: he he was the drummer for Chin Maya mm-hmm. for Milton Nascimento for Elise Regina for Tom Jobim during the whole 80s like he was the drummer for Lincoln Olivetti's Records. Uh-huh. Uh and I, I mean it's a long list. Yeah. We, we, can, we could say names we recorded like the whole afternoon, but He's like Bernard Putty or Stevie Gadd or something like <laughs> that for, for Americans. you know. Uh, I think the, the, the drummers that recorded the most in Brazil were Paulo Braga, Mamão from Azimuth, mm. and Wilson Das Neves. They were the three main drummers. Of course, there, there are others, but the, these were the, the most skilled. I mean, they could go on every on every recording session. Yeah. Uh, so it was funny to see, because Sean is, its I mean, he's a musical person, you know, like he, like you, you feel music coming from yeah.
1: him. To- just totality. Uh,
2: yeah, And it's something that, uh, it's not about being skilled, but he, he, he's a musical vibe. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and, I, I think people feel that, so I, I don't think there was any gap. No, you know, like in in, <laughs> no, not all at all. Of, in between them, they they felt Sean's vibe right away, and and they came to it. But the, the meeting with Paulo Braga and and, and Sean, Lee was hilarious, wasn't it? Yeah, because uh, uh, Sean was a, a bit like. Trying to 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 learn, and I was like, "Look, this is Paulo Braga, like he's the." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh fuck, that Paulo Braga!" <laughs> there was this moment. <laughs> just, the, just the
1: silliness of of how they were together. They were so goofy, they're like kids. But at the same time, when it was time to do some work, all of a sudden they were both very serious, <laughs> listening very intently. It was just so interesting to see these pure. Musical people and how they interacted with themselves, with, with as themselves, with each other, and with the music, and within a framework, J- just a joy to behold. Just lovely people to be around.
2: Yeah, Paulo, Paulo is like that, and Sean as well. It was great that you got Sean here, man. It's, it was like incredible to have him at my studio
1: it was just a, a just an all-round lovely thing he's he's a ple- he's a joy to travel with as you can well imagine and he hadn't been to brazil before so it was great it was it was his first time yeah. i didn't know that yeah so it, for oh. him it was like a i think it was a big voyage of discovery and i think it was just it, it was lovely for me to see people recognising him you know when we were out and about and for him to realise that he had fans He's got fans everywhere, you know, because Sean's Sean. So he's not thinking about that. But people are coming along and, and saying, oh, my God, you're Sean Lee. I'm a massive fan of yours. So he loved that. And the process within the studio, just because you, you know how much of a studio animal he is and how interested he is in techniques and styles and equipment and what people do with it, Um so he was really intrigued to see how things worked with you and in Rio and the stories about the different studios that everybody has. So it was just, just the same as it is with me. You know, we're hoovering up information all the time. It's just brilliant.
2: And remember the radio program with Edge Mota? Yes. That was
1: incredible. <laughs> That was a wonderful morning. That was that was just so lovely. And he was, again, he was in such a, everybody was in such, such, such a good mood all the time. He played beautifully and we got to just sit there watching him playing and singing. You know, just totally. Yeah, that, that was really good. Yeah, absolutely. And then having a chat and the chat was hilarious. Talking about heavy metal in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Is fascinating, you know. Uh, so the UK wasn't the only place where everybody had a weird sort of metal phase in the 80s,
2: of course. No, (laughs) but especially his neighborhood, Tijuca, Mm. it was like a metalhead neighborhood, you know. Okay, (laughs) so like they love like they love these British bands like Atomic Rooster, wow, like the prog metal. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and, and some blues rock bands from, from UK that, like, nobody heard really, you know?
1: <laughs> it was just funny, you know, just chatting and reminiscing about Din Lizzy and stuff like that. It just totally random, but brilliant.
2: It's funny, people never imagined him as this kind of person, no?
1: No, but it just goes to show how varied someone's background can be, and maybe should be to make interest in music, you know, to be informed by things. And he wasn't embarrassed by it either. He was like, yeah, yeah I was into that, you know, and then I moved on to this and I moved on to that. So it, it, that's also interesting that you, you, you always keep your mind open to anything and everything.
2: I think that's a big part of uh, Brazil culture because here you kind of always uh, exposed to a lots of different, uh, not like a racial mix or mm. people coming from everywhere. There's not really like a person who is really Brazilian, you know. Like uh, most of the families, they have like people coming. I don't know, Syria. Italy, uh, Portugal, mm. uh, places in Africa, Japanese people. So there's this thing that we, we always expose nowadays with the internet is different, but uh, because nowadays everything is meant to be on a certain uh, there's a niche square. Yeah, there. there's a niche for yeah. everything, it, it, and it's visual. If it you like that. Yeah. You like that, yeah. but uh, here in Brazil, normally, like the radio back on seventies, eighties, nineties, he would play anything. It doesn't have any static coherence, you know. Yeah, he would play I don't know, like Madonna, and after that, like a samba record, and after that, like a rock record. It was like that, you know. Yeah or a dance record, it didn't have, like, a straight static line. Yeah. So I think part of what makes music in Brazil interesting is thats is that we've been exposed to different kinds of music since we are born, you know?
1: Yeah. There's a real melting pot aspect to it, which the Americans have in a, in a very different way. Things happen in America more by accident, I think because everyone's so divided and and everything is so compartmentalized along lines of race. So people have to take risks if they're gonna try things culturally and have done in the past. Whereas Brazil, like you say, everything is much more on the surface and people don't really question it. They just care whether it's any good or not and whether they like it or not. Things, there's a much stronger blend in brazil for a country that size because the only places in the new world that you can think of that have that number of you know peoples from around the world in them is you you can only say that brazil and america are countries of, of that size and that sort of population and they're very different as far as the societal structure goes totally different it's very um perfectly familiar with america everything's extremely compartmentalized and put into different neighborhoods um brazil doesn't have that feeling so much at all at all at all yeah. even though the different cities have very different charact- characteristics to them but rio definitely has a very open feeling on a good day it has a very very open feeling
2: totally open yeah i feel that too not that the ratio things doesn't happen here. Sure. Of course it, it happens, but uh, you don't have that thing that uh, you feel like crossing a frontier when you cross a certain block.
1: Yeah, you don't have an area where all of a sudden everybody looks different. It, you don't get yeah. that, I don't think.
2: I remember I lived in New York for a while, and I remember there was places that I felt like changing country when changing Yeah. From a different street side.
1: Exactly, yeah.
2: Uh, And I remember that there was like a solid wall. Yeah. Invisible, but solid, you know, like. Yeah. uh, It was really, for for me as a Brazilian, this was really strange.
1: I think to everybody as outsiders, the way that it works in America is very unusual like that, because it is literally, you, you turn a corner and you're in a different country you know the, the 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 character of a place changes markedly and the the clientele is very different so yeah it is weird so Rio is lovely for that you know it's just lovely that it's just so mixed and there is a sense of freedom again on a good day you know nowhere's perfect
2: no yeah of course no
1: so I heard again I'm I'm probably blurring my perception of what I remember from the last time I was there, and the first time I was with you, but I heard some fascinating stuff—not by British groups or anything like that. It's more like, um, <laughs> like Mexican. There's one Mexican thing that you played, that, which was had lots of brass on it. That was just yeah, live that, man. It was wacky, like totally wacky, and that was like from northern. That is
2: Mexico, that mate. is, uh, Caro from Caro, That's it. Regulo Caro, he's really good. Yeah, I love his records.
1: That blew my mind. I mean, also um, Los Amaya. You turned me on to Los Amaya. That was a game changer for me. That took me into a whole other world. Caramelos. Caramelos.
2: Caramelos is really good. That was a,
1: you know, that was a deeply uh, inspirational seed that you planted because you played it to me. We that you played it to me when we were doing Joya, and we were just talking about songs about sweets if you remember. So you just, oh, yeah. you just played it to me randomly because it was about...
2: I think, I think we heard... Uh, I think this started because we heard the, the Mellow Yellow. Yes. Brazilian version from Erasmo Carlos. Exactly. Which yeah. is... Uh, eu quero caramelo. I want caramels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then we ended up with Los Amaya, and then that turned me on to a whole new type of music that I knew nothing about. So by the time we came in to do mass, I'd written a song that was inspired by them. So "Golly like Glass" on on the mass record is a total, but to my head, anyway, it's like a, a crazy mashup between Los Amaya and a little bit of Os awesome Mutantes, I suppose, with you playing the crazy lobster on it. Which for the uh, for the <laughs> listeners is uh, a a weird kind of a tree of these. Uh, Things that these wooden, I think, I, I think the wooden things that clap together. So they make the sound of clapping and you hear it on all sorts of records. But it's, but it's like the sound of like four or five people clapping all together.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is an that instrument for the samba school mm-hmm. that we call tambourine. But not to be confused with tambourine. Okay. The, the, yeah, yeah. the, the, the tambourine here is pandeiro. Yeah. And, and there's this little drum called Tambourine, super high tuning
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: that you normally use on, on samba school. Yeah. And, but that thing is a kind of like a drum machine, you know? <laughs> like you play <laughs> 10 of that at the same time. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They're amazing sounds. Um, so I think we should probably explain to people listening as well how. We came to meet, as well. Um, in fact, I'm gonna let you say it. Uh, I'd like to, it'd be nice to hear your uh, take on how we met. Okay. Uh,
2: my take was that uh, we we good friends of Chrissy Hines. No. Yes. From Pretenders, uh, I love her dearly. You and me both. If she's listening if she's listening to that. I love her dearly, <laughs> uh, and, and she was talking about you. Like we, we. She was wanting for a long time to put us in touch because she felt we had the same vibe and references, and but we didn't know each other. No? like we, we. I, I, I don't remember if we met briefly when Pretenders came to Brazil.
1: No, for some strange reason.
2: We were going to meet We tried night. to we make tried. like a, yeah, we tried to do something that, that didn't happen. Yeah. But I met her during that trip, like very briefly. Mm. But I think it wasn't that. Uh, anyway, uh, I was going to play with my band in, in London. And then she said like, I am coming with my friend Cowie. I was like, oh, nice. And, and then we met like uh, d- during that concert. Yeah, and I I felt uh, I, w- I will I tell you my my perspective, which is is funny like that that concert he had this thing that uh, it was on Total Refreshment Center. Yeah, and I I think actually it was one of the last concerts there. True. In, in that spot, I think it closed like two or three days later, something like yeah, that. or a a week cool later, spot in, in Hackney. Yeah. It was super, super nice. It was kind of sad that he finished. But it was like the kind of night. I, I remember we had like a normal flight to go there. Everything was delayed hours. We pretty much like arrived, plugged our instruments in and started playing. Mm. Yeah, we didn't have time to, to do like a proper sound check or anything. But the... It was such like a great vibe during that night. Yeah. That everybody was into it. Uh, It was funny, but that for me, that is one of the most memorable nights I had playing. It wasn't like a big concert. It was like a small concert, but with a very special energy.
1: And so many good people there. And I met a bunch of people who've become dear friends. That night, that was a really important night in my life, too. And- yeah, it's
2: funny that you, that you feel the same, because for me, it was something I was playing and seeing the, the environment and the people around and thinking like, wow, this is, this is one of that special nights, yeah. you know, like where you have something interesting happening. And, and you feel that my music was promoting that somehow. Totally. Uh it was it was incredible for me. Uh, I remember like the after we started speaking after the concert, there was like, oh, this guy, like we, we had the same way of seeing things, you know.
1: Yeah, it was like it wasn't the first time that we met at all. But I'd heard so much about you already. I
2: remember my friend uh my friend Gary Corbin was there as well. Yeah. And it was funny because you, you were mentioned, like, ah, we should try to make a record. But Gary, after that night, he also w- decided to make his records. Yeah. Uh, which was, for him, like, he's not a, a musician or, or by career, but he, he's been writing music since we were kids. We were flatmates. Mm. And for him, it was also, like, a kind of something. So that night was really special for me.
1: Yeah, well, same here. I mean, uh, the, and, uh, other friendships have, have come out of it. Gary too, you know, we became pals since then. Nina Miranda, and, and she's... Pedro Montenegro. And Pedro Montenegro, you know. These are dear friends. Um, and it's all, it all stems from that night and that visit. Um, so it was a brilliant time. And I got your Relax album as well, which is fantastic and you know got to see you guys perform it so it was it was on so many levels it was a fantastic night and super important obviously not just for me or for you
2: i remember i remember this funny feeling that uh i was playing and then something like a bad connection on my pedals will happen something like that Mm -hmm. and then Bluey from incognito was helping me with the pedals you know and i was like fuck that is bluey you know like i, <laughs> I had that, like these moments like <laughs> it was really nice man
1: yeah no, it was really really special i got to meet your brother too
2: how's he doing he's very well he's in brazil right now oh cool um he will be here till december and mm-hmm. uh, he's well all, all good oh give him my best yeah i will
1: Nice. And yeah, I, 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 I've been in touch a little. Who, who, have I, who have I been in touch with? I've been in touch with Andre. Andre played a little on the new record. He's really, really helped that record to have more of a Brazilian feeling because it was quite difficult to do that where everybody was recording outside of Brazil. So he was a massive help in that one. You also put me on to Chris Oyens. That's another person I have to thank you for introducing me to and he was a Jesus
2: Jesus is, is a brilliant heart. a brilliant man no? a truly brilliant man uh, this is something that uh, it's funny when, when I heard he was moving to UK uh, the first person I thought of introducing was you hmm. because I felt you you were somehow alike
1: we're both very stubborn he, we found that out
2: no, 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 not only Stubber, but uh, I mean, you both, uh, like Chrissy, you, you met him, it's hard to describe him. He's like a black belt jiu-jitsu master, or Judo, <laughs> I don't remember which one, <laughs> but like the, the most calm and sweet person. Totally unassuming. Ever. He's like full of these details, you know, yes. like he's a, a master like martial arts. Very skilled arranger, drummer, guitar player, whatever you name it, in terms of everything. Music, yeah, you can do it all. Huge minds, composer, songwriter. It's, I mean, he's a one of the best. And I I, thought I of you immediately. And, and he was moving there, but he does a lot of work. And it's funny that he wrote me back and he was like, Hey, man, Matt Cowan, thank you for, for doing that because. I felt like he's one of us you know like he had this the same thing with that that we had he kind of have with you as well so it was
1: Oh he absolutely and For me
2: seeing it. him on, on your record it was it was wonderful man
1: he, it was unbelievable he was so great to work with and like you say so smart and we're both very passionate about how we do things so it's quite interesting because we're both really laid back guys generally but when it comes to kind of working things out and it's the the COVID thing to go into that kind of world for a second has made working with people different. You have to work on different levels. You're not in the room together, you know, moving everything happening automatically. You have to discuss things. You have to take things apart. That's very difficult, actually, when you're used to spontaneity and the shared moment. So it's, you have to put a lot more work in to try and, move things forward even as a team you all have to pull together and work things out in a kind of cerebral way not uh not just a pure natural way so especially when you're talking about things like orchestral arrangements when there's so many levels to be discussed he's a truly brilliant guy and he was very patient with me (laughs) he's but he good grief I'm so lucky to have met people like Chris like Pedro you know Pedro's a, a dear dear friend now as well and Nina and it's amazing that I've met Nina in London and Rio with you and that she's become such she, an integral part of the it, Rio she's the sweetest person and and one of the most natural singers I've, if not the most natural singer I've ever come across I don't know anybody that can improvise yeah. as a singer like she does it's, it never sounds yeah, bad
2: she's 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 one of the most impressive singers I I ever heard. Yeah, because she's like a, a I think when when she sings, she kind of reflects her spirit, because she's a free spirit. So yes. she she put it, you know, into yeah. music in a way that is very musical and very fluid. And I don't know, it's it's incredible to see her performing. Every time I, I, I'm with her, I learn a lot. Yeah. She, we have this joke with my, my friends from from Poland, the the Macho and, and Piotr. Yeah. That that is like uh, the biggest mother in the world. Hmm. You know, like she she has like this of taking care of people, like she's so open and so warm, like the biggest heart. Yes that we, we kind of gave her this internal nickname, like she's the biggest mother.
1: Well, I can't disagree with that. She's absolutely credible. And I'm so lucky that she decided to sing with Rio 18 because she, like you say, no one performs like her. And she always surprises you and always surprises you in a nice way. And then when you're not actually playing or doing anything, she, like you say, she's the biggest mother in the world. She just looks after everybody and just spreads good vibes all the time. So, thank you again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's nice. You don't need to, to thank me for anything. It's, uh, it's brilliant that we... It, it, this is the beautiful thing about music, you know, like that you never know where music is going to take you. And since music is about frequencies... You find people that have the same ideas and way of thinking it getting together uh, around the world, you know, like it's, I think this is one of the most beautiful aspects of, of making music that you, you, you feel resonances.
1: Indeed. They're, They're beyond kind of common emotions, not to belittle emotions. But there's something about being able, especially something about meeting people from other countries who you don't actually share a language with. I'm sure you've had that plenty of times where you just become friends with somebody and you don't know what each other is saying. It doesn't matter. There's just a shared respect, uh, an empathy and a happiness that you. It, there's nothing like it. There's absolutely nothing like it. And music gives you that. Uh, there aren't that many things in life that I I would imagine can create that sort of uh, spirit of friendship between people from totally different backgrounds and different places and different cultures. Maybe sport does possibly where people are thrown into situations together because they have a talent um, and they're able to kind of come out of it with new relationships. But, something about the musical one and the way that you're able to communicate in this other language called music that we we seem to possess, but you can't really put your finger on it and you can't quantify it. There's something really magical about that. And yeah, you can meet people from all over the place who see it in other people. You know, you, you, like you say that you find that frequency in another being and you latch onto it. You want to know what they've got?
2: I think it's incredible. Like, sometimes I see this happening that, I mean, you're doing Brazilian inspired music in in Welsh, and it doesn't sound strange for any of us. it? Mm. It feels like part of what we would probably be doing as well. So, I think this is the beauty.
1: Yeah. We jump onto onto each other's journeys. I was just going to say as well, another part of mass is that it wasn't just about Brazilian music either. And you were completely on board when one or two other people in the studio weren't particularly keen. You were really supportive when I wanted to try some pretty weird electronic cumbia stuff. You knew exactly what I was talking about and what my references were. When I wanted to go into weird drum machine and synthesizer territory for a minute and you got it and it, it, when we were able to to do that tune and we were able to get that just a beautiful kind of south american like more more southern south american um sounds on it that that really blew my mind when we were able to get some kind of argentinian vibes going and Andean vibes going that that was just a whole other dimension that i hadn't expected
2: yeah max uh, who who played that yeah Maxi no.
1: yeah unbelievable Man, he's a
2: fucking genius this guy
1: the amount of i mean when we came to edit it we were we were just laughing because we had i think he gave us like fifty tracks of stuff because he was layering you know just layer upon layer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maxi Padin is, is, is a phenomenal musician.
2: Phenomenal musician. And I didn't
1: have to ask him He's, anything. Uh, he just, you just sent yeah. him the basic backing track, and then he just put everything on it.
2: Yeah, he, he knew it. I, I saw him doing things live, like he will move to, from Charango, which mm-hmm. is the, the little guitar, yeah. an Andean guitar, uh, to electric guitar, with great sounding, you know, like big Telecaster sound, like a proper guitar player, yeah. and then go to drums and synthesizers and play drums properly and synthesizers properly, like left hand, right hand. Incredible musician. Yeah. Incredible musician. Like I saw him uh, doing a concert where the, 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 the drummer hurt his leg no and he just went on drums and he played the rest of this the set you know like he re, he remembered and he played like perfectly
0: good grief
1: it sort of doesn't very su- very, very yeah so sort of doesn't surprise me because <laughs> the level of musicality that he just put on the tune was something else and we had to, you know we had a lovely correspondence afterwards too um He's another one of the people that I haven't actually met <laughs> that I've recorded yeah. with. So that's
2: bizarre. He, he lives in Argentina, but uh, he's a brilliant musician. He plays with uh, Kevin Johansson. That's right. The yeah. Argentinian singer. Yeah. Uh, he, and he's been, he's been like, he, he has his band like only incredible musicians. Mm. If, you, if you have the chance to see them live, they, they mind blowing. Wow. The drummer was like Piazzolla's drummer. No way. Okay. Yeah, he's he's. I think he's eighty now. Crumbs. S- uh, S- Sudo's uh, incredible drummer, like really like phenomenal.
1: For people listening, Astor Piazzolla is like the king of the tango, and the great accordion player out of Argentina. Wow. Yeah, pfft. That kind of blows my mind that somebody who played with him is even alive, let alone still working. Especially a drummer. That's like the most physical out of all the the
2: instruments. And he's in a great shape. He's like, you know, like his 80s, on on his 80s, but like really, you know, like good shape, doing everything, walking, doing all (sighs) all his stuff, like playing, playing incredible. He was also Gatto Barbieri's drummer. No way. Yeah. That's fascinating. Really, you, you should see this band, it's really interesting. It's, it's Max is there playing guitar, charango, these things. Yeah. People, the keyboard player, is a genius as well. Like it's, it's a band full of genius people. Wow.
1: That's another thing I've learned as well, having been recording in South America, is the level of talent and the level of ability because here in the uk you tend to see americans and you know the, the people that uh, are held in in high regard as being great players are usually americans because it's usually in the kind of jazz or fusion sort of world you don't see so many south american musicians apart from you know some of the kind of usual suspects that you'd expect you know coming out of brazil but you don't see many people from argentina you don't see many people from uruguay or chile or colombia you know or peru you just just don't see them you don't come across it but of course there's going to be super talented super smart people from all these places and we don't get much of a chance to see these people They, they
2: don't see many of them as well because it's it's one of the lowest density of people in in the world no
1: <laughs> that's true
2: that's very so true so if you imagine that like a uh, chile uh, uh it's, it's one of the lowest densities in in the world uruguay as well
1: i'd imagine argentina's got a pretty low population density as well it must have cuz not many people live south. yeah
2: argentina well. has more more people it's bigger than these two countries mm-hmm. but uh if you compare that to Brazil, Brazil is super dense. Even it's huge, it's super dense. Yeah.
1: But that, that means you know, with Brazil, there's more competition. There's so much competition. You can see that, like there is in America, which is why you come up. Where you have these players that are so good, and I've I've been doing it for a long time, and I've worked really hard because there's all that, all that competition as they come up. I only really see that with Americans. I've, I've that's Brazil and America, the like two countries I've seen that level of application in music that isn't classical. I've seen it in classical and jazz everywhere. But in pop music or what you call pop or dance or whatever. <laughs> everyone's good. Like really good.
2: Yeah, here if I mean there's players coming from everywhere. So People need to be sharp all the time.
1: Yeah, but the the difference between Brazil and America is that somebody that's that sharp and is that on it and that serious a musician, you wouldn't notice when you meet them because they're laid back. Americans are a bit more showy. Yeah, they are. Yeah. As a generalization.
2: But um. Yeah, but but in general, I know what you. What are you talking about? Yeah. I, I had I had my moments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, as do we all. I don't think there's anything that we haven't talked about. I mean, there's lots of things you haven't talked about. There's a lot of things I just can't remember. Um, yeah, It's so intense when we're recording. That, you know, we Apart from when we're having coffee and telling jokes. Oh, and eating uh, food from Vegan Vegan. I must give Vegan Vegan uh, a mention because... That was a totally integral part. And the acai that we were having in our breaks, that's a massive, massive part of it. And the cafe up the road, um, what's it called? Uh, Iraja, Cafe Iraja, is that the one that I would go with? Iraja,
2: uh, there's the Cafe Iraja and there's the... Did we go to Slow Bakery?
1: We went to Slow Bakery, but I preferred... Yeah, the one on... Is it Conde Iraja?
2: The, the, the bakery in yeah, the corner. There. That's incredible, no? That's my place, and man. It's just every on the morning,
1: corner, And the man. ladies there are brilliant. And they, they laugh at me every time I go in there. They give me a big welcome and then giggle the whole time I'm in there. Fantastic. I'm just the silly guy with the red face who eats cakes. <laughs> 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 and we have a good laugh. Eat cakes.
2: <laughs>
1: every time. In the morning, in the afternoon.
2: I love that place, man. It's
1: it's beautiful. Oh, the orange juice, that coffee is just
2: amazing, and it's brilliant. That is, I mean, on, on it's funny that on the studio radios, there's so many things, no? Unbelievable. That I, I, it's it's unbelievable. Like every time I travel, I, I realize how lucky I am. You are of, of having of having that around because. I mean, a hundred meters away from the studio can pretty much get anything.
1: Yeah, it's all there. When I mean, you got for, for the listeners where the studio is, it's upstairs from a venue which which has like the coolest independent music in Rio. So all your music musical needs are taken care of right there. There's always interesting little places you can get records. There's a fantastic secondhand bookshop further down the main drag where you can get. Really interesting records all the time, as well as books or whatever kind of other cultural needs you have. And now
2: they move, they move to one block closer.
1: No way! Yes, yeah, even closer now. <laughs> I'll have to bring an extra suitcase next time I come. <laughs> well, I guess on that note, let's call it a day, and we can catch up again another time. Thank you so much, Kaseem.
2: Bye, Cowie. Talk I soon. Hope we speak soon. Very soon. Let, let's do like a Zoom, zoom party. All right. Ciao. So
0: long. Thanks for listening to this episode of Welsh Music Prize Conversations with the 2021 shortlisted bands and artists. Diochen Vaurian Am Rando Grachni Bobedachimedel at Welsh Music Prize. That's the handle. We'd love to know what you think about the conversations.